This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Gordon Damer. Is that you or is that the uh, artificial intelligence edition of Gordon Damer? I have not seen any artificial. There is no artificial intelligence in either I or on the computer when it comes to Gordon (laughs) Damer. (laughs) So uh, I'm not sure, but uh, no, this is the real me. All right, good. That's what I want. You might you re- might need to get the artificial uh, intelligent version of Gordon Damer if it turns out that these rumors about the Mets and Carlos Correa are true. So let me just say this: um, I, I I am looking for a bat. Yeah, that that would be <laughs> one. That would be one. And I got to tell you, the baseball fan in me, the baseball fan in me. Loves the fact that I have an owner that's trying to do everything to put the best, give his team the best chance to win, right? Mm-hmm. But Gordon, this is a lot of money. Well, he's got it. It's a lot of money, and and for a moment, can I can I just step back and say, where does this end? You know what I mean? <laughs> for a moment, can I step back and say, okay, when are the other owners going to step in here and try to because everybody. The the salaries right now, the players' union, they're popping champagne all over oh, <laughs> in every absolutely. town, in yeah. every city where there's a, a franchise. They're popping, they're popping champagne because the money is flowing, it's flowing. But I mean, you know, we're gonna start hearing these small market team stories again. Gordon, are you ready? You ready to get ready to hear them? Oh, we can't compete. What are we gonna do? Well, well, in fairness, if if the Mets go out and sign Carlos Correa, and you'd have to think that he's not giving the Mets a hometown discount because no. he's not from here. So right. if, if they go out and sign him to play third base at the tune of, you know, ballpark $300 million, oh, unbelievable. Uh, in addition to what they've already spent so far this offseason. Now, look, if I were a Met fan, I'd be excited about it. But Absolutely. if I were one of those small market teams, I'd be like, how the hell am I supposed to compete with this? The guy's signing yeah. everybody. Yep, it's true. And when you have guys that you – and you're not going to keep your guys. Right. I mean, they would have a payroll of getting well, – it's over 400, right? Yeah, it's going to be close to five. It's going to be close to five. A year. Yeah. Oh, they, here's, here's all I know, Gordon. When you have a payroll like that, you have to win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You they're they're going to make the, the Brooklyn Nets look likable. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to be hated <laughs> by everybody except the fans of their team, which I'm sure the fans of their team will love that. Absolutely. But it's just, it, it's it really gets interesting. It really does, and um, so I'm I'm looking at this. I'm you know I'm scrolling through. You know, checking out Islanders. You know, checking out the Islanders Bruins game, which was you mm-hmm. know exciting. Especially the so I was talking to the guys. The uh, the third period, the overtime, and the shootout was was exciting. It was a good game. So I'm looking at them. You know, look, watching a little basketball. You know, checking out Boston and the Lakers. And what, just perusing all over. You know, getting ready for the show. And I happened to hit the Athletic, and I'm like, what? 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 Carlos Correa? What? Met? Huh? What? And then another story comes out, according to published reports. Gordon, that says, well, Francisco Lindor said to Steve Cohen, could you please get Correa to play third base? (laughs) Really? Well, he's out there, right? He is. It's kind of puzzling because to me, out of all the free agent, you know, judge off the board, uh, mm-hmm. Of all the free agents this offseason, uh, you're talking about the biggest impact guys were Trey Turner and, and Carlos Correa. And right. Turner found his deal pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and a sizable deal, 11 years, all that time, all that jazz. 
But Correa, it's, it seems like it's been very quiet. Now, yeah. maybe it's partly me as a Yankee fan, knowing I'm not getting him, that maybe I haven't been looking at all the reports. But it doesn't seem like there's been no. anything really buzzing. You know, some Dodgers stuff here and there. Uh, not even not, Minnesota. Not even going is. back. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he's looking. He took a pillow contract last year to kind of reset the market and hope that things would – and <laughs> good call by him because <laughs> the money is being spent. Mm-hmm. So I would think that if Steve Cohen, he might be the only one at the bar here. You know what I mean? Might he might be. be the only guy that's uh, willing to make a deal. So good for the Mets. I don't know how long the new CBA is it lasts, but whenever that one's up, boy, get ready for Armageddon because if they're going to have yeah. a team with $500 million payrolls every yeah. single year, I think it's not going to be great for the game of, uh, you know, the overall health of the game. But for the Mets, it's fantastic. For the Mets, it's fantastic. For the overall health of the game, it isn't. And then you you figure out what are the owners going to do, okay? Because they you know they put in some things going to try to keep Steve Cohen at bay a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's just like, <laughs> I want my team I mean, to win. Well, yeah, now. no, I mean unless there's any hard rules that you cannot sp- you know unless there's a salary cap that you cannot mm-hmm. spend over. Uh, I don't know what you do. And and look, the baseball owners, they're getting what they deserve. They, I, anybody with a half a brain could have known that Steve Cohen was going to yes. do this if he got involved. And he, he you know, he he, um, he held back a little bit the first mm-hmm. year or so. But now yeah. he's he's going full bore. And, he is. Um, he really is. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting. And as a Met fan, you kind of – you enjoy it, Gordon, because, A, it's your team. Okay. But, B, this is like – lottery like you've never had this feeling before no. this is this is like oh my god it's we 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 can really have all these players <laughs> it's like christmas has come early i've Again. heard i've heard and i don't know if this is true or not and this you know the ken rosenthal's of the world don't have this i've heard right. that he is going to also be in the market to buy the a's the pirates and the reds and he's just <laughs> going to bring all those players on board as well <laughs> i don't know if that's true but that's what i've heard so look out yeah, he he'll have his his private his personal major minor league teams. <laughs> Just right. bring players, right. shift them off. You're, you're you're hitting well. Okay, you come up, you go down. You come up, you go down. You know, so it's it, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, it may not happen, but it, it's going to be interesting to see. And, and Gordon, how much pressure does this put on Hal Steinbrenner and the Yankees with, with the Mets doing all this stuff in the same town? Does does it does it give them? Do they feel any pressure? Do that? Obviously, it doesn't look like it because they haven't done anything. But you don't know. They may have made calls. They may have you know made made some inquiries about some folks, or maybe they want to go through the trade that the trade situation. But I just have a feeling that you know they can't be just they can't be sitting over there like, oh my God, he's at it again, and we're not going to do anything. I expect them to do something. You'd like to think so, right? But this was the concern when they signed Judge. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, were saying the the good news is if you have Judge back, you have Judge. But you Mm -hmm. know with the way the Yankees operate, at least the last few years, they're probably not going to do a whole lot else. Now, maybe Rodone is still a a possibility. They'll add another pitcher. Maybe there'll be a, a tweak or two here or there. But the idea that the, you know, the, 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 the report that Michael gave on Friday about, you know, the Yankees are in on Rodone, but also they're working on something big. Uh, at some point, we've got to see something here, right? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, the, the days yeah. are going by, and it feels like the Yankees are very, very quiet. And, and from an organization that felt content to finish the way they finished this past year, 
that doesn't exactly fill you with a lot of confidence that, oh, no, they're going to go out and fix what ails the team. They seem like they felt like this year was a success. I, I must admit, I was a little, and I understand, you know, front office speak. But I was a little surprised at the tone Cashman had. Uh, well, you know, we, we, we the, to paraphrase him, the, the, the plan is here. We've got, we've got, we know what we mm. need to do. We've got yep. folks here. We can do this. We just need, you know, we had injuries. Kind of like what you said he was going to say. And it's, it's, the scary thing is, listen, Brian, in theory, you might be right. On paper, you might be right. But in reality, you saw what this team was. It wasn't as good as they were in the first half. They're closer to the team that struggled in the summer. Yep. Okay. So that that's that's where they're closer to. So you you've got to be able to do something where you can you know make a move. Now, once again, we don't know what they're working on, and maybe it will be a situation where we'll be like, "Wow, this is really this is some move for what they have to do." But uh, you know, until it happens, it's you know, if you're a Yankee fan right now, you're you're struggling. You're like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Because you haven't done anything. All you've done is bring back the most important player you've had since Derek Jeter retired, which mm-hmm. you'd like to think is a given. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're going to yeah. let that guy go, then what's the point of all of this? But, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like that they're, you know. And, look, I will say this. Brian Cashman generally works in darkness, right? He likes he to. He does. He works behind the scenes, and you don't hear anything about anything, and then all of a sudden, boom. Mm-hmm. But each day that goes by, and I hear another report about how the Yankees are preparing this uh, this formal offer to Carlos Rodon uh, that um, I keep waiting for something to, to to show, and it doesn't feel like um, anything is happening. And and that's not even saying that I, I like Rodon uh, right. that much, but um, or Rodon, I'm sorry, I keep saying mm-hmm. Rodon, yeah. uh, Rodon that much, but. Um, I mean, if it, you know, it's almost like, am I going to get a chance at anything else, or is this my only opportunity to do something here? Yeah, because uh, it feels like it's either Rodon or nothing right now. Yeah, yeah, and and but I don't think that's what it is. I still think I, they have to know. Gordon, the baseball people have to know, and and you can't listen to the sabermetricians on this. You have to look at it and see what's going on with your talent, and know that you you've got to get some more folks in here. These folks you have are not working. They're not getting it done. And I know, you know, you're trying to figure. And and here's the other problem for them. Everybody else knows the folks aren't working for them. So I'm sure they're being lowballed every opportunity. They're not getting the best deal for the people that they want to move because they're dealing from a position of weakness, Gordon. So that's the other thing that's holding stuff up. Yeah. Well, when do you think they might have to build a new stadium? Because whenever that happens, the following year, because that's the last time they really went out and shot the locks off the wallet mm-hmm. and, and really went hog wild in terms of free agents because they had to sell them. You know, they got a new building. They're not, those seats aren't going to sell them. Those roast beef sandwiches, Larry, they're not going to yeah, sell themselves. That's right. That's right. So maybe, uh, I don't know, another 20 years or so, they might need a new stadium and uh, maybe then they'll start spending some money. No, I think they're going to start a little sooner than that. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And listen, uh, Steve Cohen's doing his best to help you out. (laughs) Look, he's doing his part, right? This is what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is like, okay, I I find it very hard to believe the Yankees would be on Correa. I never thought that that was a possibility. Mm -hmm. So if you take Rodon out of the picture, like what else is really left? Dansby Swanson bringing back Ben Attendee? Oh. A one-year deal for Michael Conforto? I mean, like what are we doing? Noah Syndergaard? You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking? What What's the big move? Yeah, because it doesn't feel like one's there. No, it doesn't. And the options you gave are not attractive at all. No, they are not. 
They're no, not. they are they're, not. And, and this not is what the Yankees have done the last couple of off-seasons. They'll, they'll do some stuff in the off-season, but they kind of wait until the season really you know, is underway. And then at the trade deadline, yeah. all right, let's see where things are at. Now we'll start to make our moves. Yeah. Well, you know, the off-season is a good time to get somebody for the entire season. This way you Would don't need nice. to – Yeah, you don't have to be scrambling at the trade deadline. But it's not a very uh, – you know, for the Mets, this is a great off-season uh, mm-hmm. for the Yankees. Not so much so far. Not so much. So, I got to tell you, Gordon, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but you know me. Until it actually happens, I don't count them. It's, it's just a rumor. It's just conversation. Right. But, I mean, the fact that they're even having the conversation. It's, it's, it's fact crazy. That it's even a it's possibility. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. As a Met fan, it's crazy. Like I said, you're not, we're not used to this. No. We've never had this. Never, ever, ever, ever. We used to have to, I mean, to trade for Mike Piazza was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> trade for Gary Carter. It's like, oh, my God. To get Keith Hernandez, like, wow. You know, now you talk about signing free agents mm-hmm. and to this extent. Gordon, life as a Met fan, was sitting back saying, wow, Carlos Correa is available? Well, he's not come to the Mets because we're not paying him. That's the way yeah. it was. You, you, you weren't even in. You didn't even bother trying to get excited about the situation because you knew there was no shot of you getting them on your team. And now you're looking at all these riches. It's like, it's like, wow, this is crazy. And I've seen some folks on Twitter, and they're right. The Yankee fans are right because Met fans were very, oh, you you bought the title, you bought this, you bought that. You know, we we. Those it's not fans. a problem anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, know. it's a major problem from the Yankee fan, <laughs> right? Amazing <laughs> yep. how things turn. It really is. It really is. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll continue the conversation on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. So, Gordon, I got to tell you, the conversation about the New York Jets has been fascinating over the past 24 to 48 hours. Mm. They are and good for content. It is, oh, absolutely. And it's really, most of it is, is surrounded by what are they going to do at quarterback if Mike White can't go? Now, we all expect that Mike White will be able to go. But considering the injury he had, and considering how how much how often he got hit, you have to be, as we mentioned last night, to have some concern as to what he's going to have to wear. Flak jacket, I would think he would have to to protect those ribs. I can't see him going out there with nothing because they at least would be bru- They had to be bruised, Gordon, at the very least. Okay, we know they're sore, but they had to be bruised. The way those folks, he was hit like multiple times, like it yeah. seemed like in the same area. It looked like something out of the WWE. It did, you know it did, I mean? like it a did. spear. Yeah, you know, so, um, so that would mean that clearly, Zach Wilson would have to be taking snaps this week and have to be the backup. You, Joe Flacco can't be an option, Gordon. You saw how he performed. He cannot be an option. He it, it, Rex Ryan said it on DPH on Rothenberg yesterday. He's done. He's yeah. a nice guy, you know. He 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 can tell you. He can help you with film study. He can mm-hmm. go through the stuff. He, he's he's not playing. outside he's of actually playing the position. He can help you. He can help you. Other than playing, other than playing, yeah, he kills you playing. So it, it's a fascinating situation for the Jets because 
several things. A, you have to make him, you have to make Zach Wilson active this week. He's got to be the number two guy. Got to be. And B, is he ready to be that number two guy? And I think, and we'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum and Mike Greenberg in the next hour, but I think when people look at how, what the chances are for this Jet team to get to the postseason, mm-hmm. they're, they're basing it on quarterback play, a thousand percent. They're not even basing it on the defense. They will take on what? They're ranked third in the league, which is amazing. When you, you can say what this Jet defense looked like last year, Gordon, they think they are number three in the league this it's crazy. year. It, it's an unbelievable jump, and, and kudos to the staff and all the adjustments they've made and tweaks and schemes and, and drafts and all the other stuff. But it's all about quarterback play. And so for them, against a Detroit Lions team who is improving defensively and can put up points in a game that the Jets desperately need, it's a lot of conversation over these past 24 to 48 hours about this team. Well, I think the good news is is that if Mike White wasn't able to be knocked out of that game against the Bills – I can't imagine that he's going to be able to be knocked out of a game against anybody. I mean, the the shots that he was taking and the fact he was able to get back in that game, I guess it's possible that somebody hits him in a, you know, he has the injury, another hit, you know, pushes him over the edge. Mm -hmm. But, man, the dude's tough. I mean, you can say what you want. And um, he has uh, absolutely been able to, uh, from on Sunday, withstand just, (laughs) I mean, hit after hit after hit. So, uh, I would think that he is going to be very difficult to get out of the game. And if he is out of the game, he's like, crawl, you know, he's waited too long for this opportunity <laughs> yeah, not to try yeah. to take advantage of it. But it, it, the thing with the Jets is they can tell you all they want that they still have plans for, for Zach Wilson. If they don't make him the backup quarterback this week, if he is not active for that game, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over forever. It is. Because, I mean, how much is he going to improve yeah. in the offseason to be better than Joe Flacco at 38-30? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. it's it's No, he has to be the backup. Plus, this is where you want to see what he can do in the pressure of winning for a playoff push. This tell, this will tell you a lot about him. It will tell you a lot how, how he bounced back from the demotion, mm-hmm. what he's done during practice, how he's improved his game how he has built camaraderie, hopefully, with the other receivers who some said, I don't know, he doesn't throw football to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the other conversations that we've had about Zach Wilson, all that can be pushed to the side if he has the opportunity to come in and at least do something to get this team into the end zone. Because with all the kudos that we've had about Mike White, okay, and, and he was tremendous, other than a, a, a very, very great offensive performance against an barely average Chicago Bears defense, they've not scored touchdowns, Gordon. They've not no, done well not. in the red zone over no. the past two games. No. Okay? So while we are extolling Mike White's virtues, and rightfully so, uh, he has not gotten them on the scoreboard with sevens. And so that's the other side of this and and that while we you know like I always say the backup is always the guy that everybody loves because he's the popular guy he's the underdog or whatever but for the Jets they have to get sevens and they need to do that against the Detroit Lions team Gordon that does a great job scoring I'll get your thoughts in a minute 1-800-919-3776 also via Twitter at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM we'll come back with you next on 98.7 ESPN
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is going to be the big test, really, whoever's going to be quarterbacking for the Jets, right? They've got to find a way with whatever LeFleur's got to do, whatever they have to They've got to find a way to get some points. These threes are not getting it done. No, absolutely. They have to do better than that. Uh, and, and I think two things can be true. Um, Mike White is the Jets' best option at quarterback right now. But the offense has not clicked as much as you would like it. Now, it's better than it was under Zach Wilson. And I feel confident that Mike White is going to make enough plays, especially when it's not, you know, you're not talking about the Bills and you're not talking about the Vikings. But he's got to go get that done. And uh, they cannot be settling for field goals. That's the one kind of missing piece here is, is scoring points. We know what the defense can do. And, uh, you know, they can make some plays on special teams as well. But the offense is still... It's not uh, taking a huge jump up in terms of points scored, even though the quarterback is, is the quarterback moving forward, for sure. I think that uh, unless Mike White is to get knocked out uh, by injury, uh, I think that he's the only guy that's going to start games for the Jets the rest of the way. The positive thing for having Zach Wilson in there is you've got a guy that is mobile, and you have a guy that can create you know, some plays on his own using the, you know, the off-schedule plays. It's just that your concern is that he 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 just doesn't see the field well, Gordon. He just doesn't. There's guys that are open. He doesn't see them. And then sometimes he misses wide open receivers. I think the biggest thing, that, the biggest difference you notice between Mike White and Zach Wilson is just the competency of the thrown football. And, and Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, I would think, Gordon, I think has the better arm. But as far as the accuracy is concerned, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not well, close. I mean, there's guys every year that come out in the draft and they're super talented, but it just never it never comes together for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? It doesn't, you know, Tom Brady, I don't think, is the most physically gifted quarterback of all time, but, you know, he knows how to play the quarterback position. Now, Mike White and Zach Wilson, <laughs> not going to uh, put Tom Brady in the same sentence as those guys, but, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's about, you know, it's more than just what you can, you know, you can throw off your back foot or you can make this play once in a while out of the pocket. You have to do it consistently. And um, that was one thing that Zach Wilson, anytime that he took a snap and faded back to pass, it could be a beautiful pass. It could yeah. be, you know, a strike right down the middle or it could sail over the head of the running back standing in the flat. You just didn't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Aldo's in Pearl River. Hey, Aldo. You're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Aldo. All right, Aldo, call us back. Yeah, what's up, guys? Oh, there he oh, is. There he is. Oh, you, you're close, Aldo. You're about to get sacked. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just looking at the Jets, and I'm saying whoever the quarterback is, that offensive line better gel and just get better at picking up blitzes. I know it was kind of like a delayed – uh, blitz with Milano, but still, regardless, you got to see that and you got to pick it up. You can't expose your quarterback like that. And the uh, million dollar question is who's going to be the backup quarterback? I mean, we know it's not going to be Joe Namath, it's not going to be Richard Todd. And we're just thinking that possibly uh, Zach Wilson's going to suit up because at least he can move around. Uh, Joe Flacco's had his better days, he's won the Super Bowl, but he just can't move back there no more. And, he, and if he can't move, and his, the offensive line is not blocking, pass blocking anyway. You're going to have problems with the defense if you don't have that. So I think it's going to probably be Zach Wilson activated. And um, 
Mike White's going to be your quarterback. Ribs are a serious thing, you know. Mm-hmm. They are, Aldo. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, hey, uh, we know they are. They are a serious thing, and and you know that's why you. That's why I think it's it has to be Zach Wilson. I, I don't see any other way to do it, and um, you know you 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 just hope that when he comes in, he's ready to go because. These are big games, Gordon. You cannot afford to lose these next two games. You have to win these next yeah, two. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, there's no question. You have to win them. Yeah, uh, no, because, I'm, you know, no, 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 I think no, no, the no. way Mike White gets uh, – excuse me, the way the Zach Wilson gets back in there is if the Jets have no more meaningful games. And yeah. you'd have to say if they lose these next two, uh, there's a very good – I mean, already, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. Patriots are not dead yet. Um, yep. You know, the, uh, the Chargers are going to be heard from. The Dolphins are still a game in front, even though you, yep. you beat them already. Uh, so, yeah, the Jets are going to have their work. I don't know what their play – I think their playoff odds are about – depends on who you look at, between mm-hmm. like 27 and 36%. So it's not, it's not a given that nope. they go to the playoffs. So nope. they got – yeah, absolutely. You cannot be losing games at home to the Lions and Jaguars if you absolutely want to go to the playoffs. Not. Absolutely not. Now, let's hear from Mike Tannenbaum. He was on Greeny this morning, and I guess he was asked – who did he think would be in the position to make the playoffs? Would it be New England or the Jets? And here's what Mike T had to say. I would take the Patriots over the Jets. This Jet team reminds me a little bit of the Jet teams we had, but without Brees Hall, where the Patriots still have Ramondre Stevenson, and I think the Jets have a little bit of a better defense than the Patriots, but Patriots could rush the passers, so that's the other team that I think they may have a pretty high floor but a really low ceiling. High floor but low ceiling. <laughs> That's interesting, Gordon. Yeah. Uh, but Wide but range also, of outcomes. Yeah. But to me, I think it's still – I hear what he's saying. It comes back to quarterback play. You have more faith in Mac Jones than you do in either Mike White or Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, get, I, I mean, I, I think it's a little closer, obviously, with Mike White. Yes. But, yes, with, with Zach Wilson, yes, I have more confidence in Mac Jones. And, you know, I mean, the Patriots, while I'm not a in, in, uh, huge fan of, of the, uh, the offensive – um, coaching staff that they put together there, they've been through this before. So they kind of yeah. know what to, to, to expect. And, um, you know, if push comes to shove, I th- even Jet fans would have to say, if push comes to shove, who do you think, you know, you got two buttons in front of you and it's coming right down to the wire. Who do you think is going to pull out the, enough plays to, to make the playoffs, the Patriots or the Jets? Yeah. It's kind of hard to go against the, uh, the evil hard one go- and Bill Belichick. Hard to go against Bill. No yeah. question about it. Now, this was Mike Tannenbaum on Greedy. This is Mike Greenberg, who has a interesting thought process about uh, his Jets. I actually think the answer might be the Jets, though, and I understand that people will accuse me of being hopelessly biased, but the other way that teams sometimes win playoff games you don't expect them to is when their defense just wrecks it, and the Jets have a defense that can just wreck it. I mean, just ask Josh Allen how much fun he's had playing against the Jets the last couple of weeks. That defensive line, assuming Quinn and Williams' injury isn't that bad, I think that's a team nobody wants to see. What do you think, Gordon? I I mean... I'm not saying that anybody wants to see them, but not want like, oh, we're facing the Jets. Oh no! I mean, I don't know. They're not there yet. Yeah, I don't think yet. so. You're at the bottom. You know, yet. like when you're talking about that, you're saying that the top teams, right, like the Chiefs yeah. or the Bills, yeah. are saying, oh man, we don't, we really don't want to play the Jets. The Bills just beat the Jets. Mm-hmm. They would be getting them at Buffalo again, right? And the game that they lost to the Jets, I mean, it was still a close game. It was at mm-hmm. the Jets, and, and, and the Bills were missing a bunch of pieces in that game, too. Yeah. So I don't, know that, uh, I don't know that any of the top teams are saying to themselves, oh, man, the last thing we want to do is face the Jets. Right. 
See, because I think it's hard now. It's hard to make that statement when you're really a one-dimensional team. You know what I mean, Gordon? Yeah. You're a one-dimensional team right now. Okay, I can my defense all my defense has to do is stop you from running the ball. So I don't mind facing you. Yeah, the defense I have a lot of respect for your defense. It's physical, it's nasty. It, it's 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 one of the top defenses in the NFL. Okay? But I can still win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, See? I, because you because once again it's about quarterback play, Gordon. It all comes back to it. It's about quarterback play. Even if they had Brees Brees Hall, it would still be about quarterback play. Because if I'm putting a bunch of guys on the line of scrimmage, I'm saying I dare you to pass the football. I dare you to. Yeah, they can't. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean. It, it it seems like a bit of a leap to say that nobody wants to face the Jets have not made the playoffs in the longest stretch of any team in mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah, by far. Yeah, and 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 right now they're one. If not for that Cleveland win, they'd be under five hundred. Yeah. Yep. It's now true. I get it. It's it's fun to have exciting games in December. They're far better than we thought they were going to be going into the season. I think they do have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs, but. To think that anybody atop the AFC is saying to themselves, well, you know, we might have to face the Jets. I, 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 not I yet. That's a bit of a stretch. Not yet. Not yet. With all credit to the defense, not yet. You, you got to be a full team. Now, if you had a, now, if your, if your quarterback was at the stage, Gordon, even if your quarterback was giving you the type of play that Mark Sanchez gave them in 09 and 10. Mm-hmm. with the defense and their ability to run the football and, and with a solid offensive line, I would I would say in that situation, yeah, nobody really wants to play the Jets. Okay, I would say that. But you're not there. You're not at that step yet. And so you but you're but here's the here's the positive thing if you're a Jet fan, you're on your way. Okay, you're cl- Gordon, you're closer to oh, success yeah, as a playoff than you've right. been in, in 12 years. Forever. So that's the positive. Absolutely. That's the yeah. positive. So roll with that for a while. And if you get to the playoffs, then we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, there's something to be good to, to for nobody to see you coming, right? <laughs> yeah. It would be nice because nobody expects you to be there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. When we return, um, Julian and Harvey have an interesting stat that we're going to talk about with multiple quarterbacks. And we'll take your phone calls as well on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Did you know, according to ESPN Stats and Info, six teams have started three quarterbacks this season? 49ers, your Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and Panthers. All right? Okay. Okay. Only one team, one team since 2017 has made the playoffs starting three quarterbacks. Well, certainly one is going to make it this year yep. with, you would think, the Niners. Mm-hmm. It was the Panthers, the Jets, the Dolphins, and who was the other one? Was that it? Was that the whole list? Yeah. Four? Okay. Uh, 49ers, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and Panthers. Oh, Patriots. Right. Yes. Well, you would think that, you know, either the Jets or the Dolphins or the Patriots are going to get that last spot. Yeah. So, That'll be two. expand yep. the field a little bit. Those quarterbacks, yeah. man, it's, they're, they're worth their weight in gold. The only team that's done it was the 2020 Washington Commanders. Hmm. They started Not exactly a great track record there. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you're lucky. Normally, you don't start three quarterbacks in the season. No, that's not the plan. It's, right. it's not the plan. That means your starter got knocked out. and that's Or 
got benched. Exactly. So it's one of the two. One of the two. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gord. Uh, the one thing we have for the Jet game and the Giant game, they lose and they're out. So it's all the marbles this weekend. You know, everything goes out the window. That's all we have to look forward to, watching a game. We're all the marbles. We can guess all we want, but uh, everything is on. If they lose, the Jets, they're finished. And I think the same with the Giants. So it's okay. I don't know that they're it's, finished. Well, uh, I, I mean, mean, the Giants are finished. Yeah, the Giants are finished. Uh, yeah. Jets won't be looking good either, Gordon. Gordon, no, you know, you won't. mentioned – well, you – Gordon, I'm sorry. What well, you mentioned yesterday about the uh, Detroit-Minnesota. Yeah. Now, Detroit went in 5-7. and seven. Vikings. Right. Detroit went in 5-7. and seven. Right. Minnesota right. went in 10-2. and two. Yep. Detroit's home, but they're favored by a point, point and a half. Well, they so, knew what they were doing. Obviously, the odds makers knew what they're doing. Yeah. But by saying that, you're saying Bill Parcells is not correct by saying you are what your record says you are. So he's saying Detroit is not 5-7 and seven, and Minnesota is not 10-2. Is that correct? Am I reading that correct then? Well, you're, you're saying it's two different things. You know, Bill Parcells is saying that because he's looking to be a team that makes the playoffs. He's not caring about, you know, power rankings or betting or anything like that. So it's two different people saying two different things about the same thing. Yeah, but he's saying teams. that if Detroit is its 5-7 and seven team, there's no way in the world that they can be a better team than Detroit. I think what Minnesota they're saying is, is that the Vikings are not really 10-2, and two, more so than the, the, the Lions are not 5-7. and seven. Well, the you, only you really thing I'm thinking couch of, the it. Point, yeah, I don't think the, Vi- the Vikings have been very fortunate this year. But obviously because of their point differential. Right. So absolutely. maybe we have to change Bill Parcells' saying, instead of you are what your record says you are, you are what your point differential says you are. No, Gordon? No, I don't think that's not the case. No. And even that's, that's not, the case. not the, no because, because at the end of the day yeah. the team that makes the playoffs is ten and two right like or ten and three now whatever they are you know fellas you know I've been watching Jets Giants a long time and when Julian Love whiffed on that ball I knew the game was over there I said there's no way the Giants are reco- going to recover after that and I was a hundred percent correct it's just intuition there are certain plays especially the Giants. Uh, more so than the Giants and the Jets. It's always the play of the game where you just say, the, if the Giants, you know, you can go back to that Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens. You remember that, Larry? When, mm. uh, what they call the penalty on Keith Hamilton, yeah. when they made the interception. And yep. you just knew that it was a bad referee's call, but that the Giants wouldn't come back and win that game. You remember, Larry, that game. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. I and there's always a too. play during the game. Even the game against uh, San Francisco, uh, Gordon, when they were up 38-14 or 35-14, and they, the there Giants. was a play where they had to settle for a field goal, but Shockey missed the touchdown catch, would have, which would have put them up even more. And I kept saying to myself, I remember that. It was on a Sunday night. And I said, boy, I hope this doesn't come back to hurt them. And it did. It came back to bite them, and they end, ended up losing to Jeff Garcia in the 40s. It but normally anyway, does, to, Richard, and thanks well, for the phone Always call. a pleasure. It, thanks, it guys. normally does in those situations, Gordon, especially when you're playing a team that's better than you or a team that's very talented. Yeah. You, you can't make mistakes and expect to, you know, you can't make a bunch of mistakes and expect that you're going to win those games. You can't do that because these teams are really, really good. And what happens is they capitalize on your mistakes where the other teams that are not as good, they don't don't know how to capitalize on those mistakes. So they keep you in the game. 
Yeah, and I think you could have made the the guess that the Giants weren't going to hang with the Eagles even before that Julian. Yeah, Love exactly. Play. I mean, yeah. honestly, if the Giants would have been able to beat the Eagles, that would have been one of the biggest upsets in the NFL this season, given where the Giants are at right now and given where the Eagles are. Vegas might have had to turn the lights out on a couple of the hotels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have been that would have been just I, really it would have been the bi- probably the biggest upset of the NFL season, given how the Giants are playing and how injured they are, and just you know. They're not a very good team. I mean, They're the not. first half was a fluke. You're right. And to his point about your records, your, what your point spread said you yeah, are. Yeah, he's getting too hung up on the, the Bill Parcells. Yeah, score. exactly. And, and your point spread, no. Gordon, let me tell you, most of my problems with cover five have been riding with Kansas City, who, who yeah, they don't, is yeah, awful they with you. point spreads. Absolutely. And you looked like you were, you were in golden shape this week. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the Broncos' offense woke up. What? Yeah, how exactly. did that happen? Exactly. And I would have... You know I would have gone with Kansas City. How would they have not gone with Kansas City against Denver? Who can't who hasn't e- scored? You know what? I was toying with that one uh, this week. Uh, it just felt too easy, right? The, yep. the, the You know the Broncos' offense being as bad as they are, the Chiefs rolling like they are. You got to. I mean, there's a reason why they call it gambling, people. It's That's it's right. difficult. It's hard. Yeah, it's not easy. And it gets harder. It gets harder as the season goes along because Vegas gets more information. That's right. Yep. And you have no control over coaches and what they do. Absolutely. <laughs> and the decisions they make. You know, like like for you, Salah hooked you up this week. So hooked me up. And look, I'll tell you right now, I'll just give you a little, because uh, I'm not on this weekend because uh, they have a football game, college football. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So I am preempted. Uh, I love the Jets this week. I think the Jets are going to come out and uh, put up some points against the Lions. Lions outside, they've been rolling, they've been hot. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is a week the Jets get right. Lock it in, baby. Free Money Express. Wow. Coming Shekels. off a four and one week. Are you four and one? Yeah, four week? and one. Wow. The problem was the only one I had wrong was the the I took the 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 Bucks against the Niners. And, I got who, that and one who really would have thought wrong. that? That was not a heartbreaker. That's for sure. Who would have thought that? Not me. <laughs> oh, you weren't alone. <laughs> not and, me. They had Gordon, that. Touchdown. I would have taken that one too. Yeah, I the Bucks got a touchdown also. of about sixty yards to. Um, from Brady to um, – Was it Evans? Yeah, yeah Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. And it got called back because of a penalty, and the route was on from that point on. Brock Purdy looked like Steve Young. He looked like Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Tough to beat. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but – and, and see, here's the tricky thing. He's only got a handful of games left, so how do you prepare? You know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. you, still, you still have to try to find a way to – counteract and take some things away from him now not having Debo Samuel is huge oh it's a killer huge Absolutely. huge huge that shifts a lot that changes yeah. a lot that really does you know um and it, it, if, I mean a lot of tears this weekend with him Kyler Murray last night uh these yeah. injuries especially right uh, now you know right. for, for, for for the 49ers because Gordon now see I wouldn't want to play the 49ers <laughs> in the postseason with that defense and their ability to put some points on the board. You know what I'm saying? That That's the type of thing you would say. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to play the right. 49ers. Absolutely. That defense, and if they're whole, I mean, you know, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, he might not be the best quarterback, but the amount of weapons that they have, you know, they have, they have such unique talent at like three or four positions. Mm-hmm. They have they have Kittle, who's you know a unique tight end, is a game changing tight end. Yep. Now they have McCaffrey. They got Debo, and even the um, even the fullback Uchek. 
I yep. mean, he's a he's a unique player who they can get out and 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 scheme up specific plays for. Mm-hmm. They're very. I mean, they are, must be impossible to kind of defend. The only thing now is whether or not Brock Purdy can uh, continue doing what he's doing. I mean, if he, if he looks anything like this, you're wondering why did he put him in earlier? Really, Trey Lance yeah, may never get fantastic. on the field. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Lance may be traded. <laughs> you never know. Hey, this season marks the 50th anniversary of New York Islanders hockey, so to help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the December 23rd matchup against the Florida Panthers at the UBS Arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, and submit your entry. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, we have this weird situation where the Knicks are about, about to face the Chicago Bulls a Bing lot bong. over the next couple of days. I mean, a lot, like three times, I think, in the next five days, something crazy like that. And it begins tomorrow night in the game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Knicks, um, you know, nine and six against conference opponents, so they've done well. They've had a nice little four-game win streak, and so uh, this is a winnable game for them. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out and play. Uh, seven and eight on the road. They've been better on the road than they've been at home. That's the scary thing. Yeah, well, I mean, wherever it's got to get rolling, I feel like the uh, the effort has been better. You'd have mm-hmm. to say that, right? The defense has certainly been better, but I think a lot of that it's not like they drew up some new scheme or or anything like that. I mean, the fact that they have the kids playing a little bit more is certainly part of it, but I just think the overall effort has been better, uh, and and that's where it starts. So just at a time where it seemed like people were starting to focus in on, uh, you know, the coach, it might be time to change the coach. The the guys are tuning them out. They they tuned him back in. <laughs> All of a sudden, they've, they've tuned him back in, and whatever he's doing is working. Because now, look, part of it I think is the fact that they've played some team. You know, Cleveland um, was banged up, and Atlanta mm-hmm. was banged up, and uh, so maybe that's part of it as well. But at a time, you know, before this win streak, it felt like thing the season was kind of floating away. Yeah, and uh, they've gotten this kind of back to at least break even and a little bit over that. So. Hopefully they can take care of uh, some business against the Bulls. It will be nice. Uh, I'm very curious to see, first of all, what is going to be the situation with Jalen Brunson because he had an ankle yeah. in the game, in the win against Sacramento. So how much is he – was he going to be able to go? I mean, he's been off a couple of days. Uh, that was what, Saturday, Sunday. So um, that was Sunday. So, you know, hopefully he'll be able to go. Uh, my concern is, because I'm a Nick fan and I always got something to be concerned about, is percentage-wise, on paper, I like how Julius Randle's been playing, Gordon. He's mm-hmm. been, he's been you know, stuffing the stat sheet, which is good because I'm still waiting for R.J. Barrett to get consistent with his scoring. Uh, I'm still waiting. I mean, you know, Grimes has played, you know, Grimes has played well. Uh, so I'm still waiting to see when this is going to end. But right now, listen, the way he's playing, give him credit. He's do- I just want him to cut down on the turnovers, Gordon. I just don't like it when he gets just so basketball dribble happy. That concerns me. I'm also curious to see now who's going to take Obi Toppin's minutes. Does that mean that, uh, you know, who or is he going to continue to go small? Uh, you know, who's, who's going to take those Obi Toppin minutes, those few minutes that he has, depending on the situation? 
you'd have to think it's reddish, right? You would think. You would think, even if it's to shop him. Right. You know, you would think. Well, you, let me you ask you this. That. There was, a, I think it was, um, was it last week? Was it over the weekend? Uh, Woj said uh-huh. the Knicks are uh, keeping an eye on the Bulls to see if they make Zach Levine available. Uh-huh. Would you have any interest if you're the Knicks Bob. in Zach Levine? Woj bomb. Yeah, Woj bomb. Well, I don't yeah. know if that's a full Woj, but that's, you yeah. know, Woj bombs are generally things that have happened. Yeah. This is this that's is a, a that's a Woj spark spark yeah <laughs> that's a Woj spark um, yeah I would because I think he 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 it's almost like once again you're getting another player that plays the same position though you know you know what I'm saying right well I mean he's exciting you gonna play him and Randall together well I, mean, I was thinking maybe that might be a way for you to get rid of Randall I'm hoping too <laughs> right because he's he just signed that big um, yes he did. He signed that max deal this past summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, if, listen, if I can make that switch, I'll do that today and drive him to the airport. Mm-hmm. Now you might I have would. to throw something else in there to make the well, money work. It's okay. I'll throw. Yeah, I'm good. I'll throw. I'll throw. You know, um, Levine. Like you said, Levine's an exciting player. He's um, he. Was he? Was he, What? What is? What am I? What am I I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just something just flashed across my screen. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see if, if that is something that they will make because he's been rumored to be coming here before, Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his name has popped up here on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if Julius Randle continues to play the way he's playing, and Zach Levine continues to play the way he's playing, um, you know, we'll be good. <laughs> make the switch, baby. Make yeah. the switch. I tell you one thing. And I, I got to take the heat because I didn't think he was going to continue to be good. DeMar DeRozan has been phenomenal for Chicago yeah. since he came over there. He's been yes. really good. Right. Really good. The mid-range, Mr. Mid-range. When people say the mid-range jumper is dead in the NBA, not with DeMar DeRozan. He specializes in the mid-range. Doesn't, shoots a three occasionally, loves the 15 to 18 footer, and is very good, very good with that. I'm interested to see, and whenever there is another, I don't know that Levine is a superstar, but you know, a mm-hmm. star type player that becomes available, and the Knicks have uh, some ability to go get that guy. Mm-hmm. After everything that happened with Donovan Mitchell, yeah, I wonder how aggressive they will be. Because I mean, if you let another guy go by, then then what do you right? I mean, like who are you gonna yeah. wait for then? Like at some point you gotta jump, and it feels like that the you know while they didn't want to overpay the last time, I, I'm betting that they'd probably be willing to overpay the next time. I would agree with that, and and I think it's a guy when you look at Levine. I mean, he's he's what he's scoring 21 points a game. Um, shoots he shoots decent from three. You know, he, he's not Steph Curry, but he's no. <laughs> but he's decent. He's decent. He, uh, I mean, he might force Tibbs to pull his hair, what remaining hair he has out on the defensive side. He's not exactly yeah. somebody who's going to lock anybody down. He's not. But then again, I mean, that's why you've got all these guys in there, right? That's why you've yep. got Mitchell that's Robinson. Yep. That's why Absolutely. you've got Hartstein. That's why you've got, uh, you know, these players because, you know, you want if people go to the basket. You want them to, you know, have some – have, meet some force. So, mm-hmm. and once again with a new team, I think he might want to play a little defense. You never know. You never know what the change of scenery does for a player. So, that would be interesting, Gordon, if they are if they could be able to make that move and um, 
bring in the Zach Levine, you know. But once again, um, it, it would be it, it's building towards you getting getting a better team together, right? With with better mm-hmm. pieces, and and that's what you have to do. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I guess it would depend for me on what I would be giving up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not an all in kind of move, right. for sure. So it right. kind of has to be more of a. Uh, you know, trading something big. It can't be trading the young kids and, and a bunch of draft picks for him. It has to be no. something like Randall that you're kind of moving off of a big piece that you have. And mm-hmm. to me, the, the the good news about Randall, it's nice that the team is winning. It's nice that they're playing well. But it's always in the back of my mind. I wonder if we can get something for him now. Well, what oh, if absolutely. We can get something for him now? Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's why you're happy he's playing well. Yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying him playing this way. You really are. You know, you're happy about that. So – uh, we'll see what the Knicks are doing. Meanwhile, very quietly, Gordon, the Nets have gone on a little run here, and they are playing very well. And I think the surprising thing for me is, for for the moment, with the exception of the few games that he missed, Ben Simmons is playing the way Brooklyn would love him to play. We don't expect you to score a lot of points. Just play some defense, pass the ball, see see the court well. Uh, people don't people don't defend you because they know you don't want to shoot. So just go to the basket occasionally. We'll get you a couple of layups, and they're winning, and they're playing they're playing that well. And, yep. and and Durant is on a tear scoring wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he looks he is so good, Gordon. He's just so good. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, even at this age, even after the injury that he had, after all the 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 ups and downs at the beginning of the season, things are starting to fall together a little bit. So. That's good. That's good news for them. And I got to say this. For their second team to go out and win against Indiana the other night. Right. Yeah, that was crazy, right? Gordon, that that that's that's almost a fireable offense. <laughs> and I don't want to sound I'm not going for Rick Carlisle's job, believe me, I'm not doing that. But Gordon this was the second unit. Yeah. Totally. 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 And they and they You have to think some of the third unit even, you know? I mean Exactly. <laughs> I mean they, yeah. they had, what, eight guys out? Yeah. Yeah. He rested the rested the starters. Yeah. They were pulling some Oh, this guy's on the Nets. Oh, look at that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden the Nets are the fourth seed in the East. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Got things straightened out. And They're and, playing and well. not a peep. No. No. So, you know, look, I don't know how much of an influence he actually has on it, but nice job by Jacques Vaughn. Absolutely. Uh, you have to give it – I mean, if we're if, if things go wrong, he's going to get certain uh, part of the blame, so we should right. give him at least some of the credit for getting things no question. maybe worked out a little bit. No question. And you liked what he said when he said, well, when, when Kyrie comes back, he's got to get in step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, the train is moving here. So, you know, oh, okay, good. You know, so and they're winning, so that that's an interesting thing. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully that keeps going. Yeah, and, uh, and it's early enough where a four-game winning streak is more impactful. Yes, than it would. You know, right now, if the Knicks uh, didn't have this four-game winning streak, they'd be down with Miami and the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, four games all of a sudden moves you up to sixth. <laughs> a, that's pretty good, considering a week ago we were talking about firing the coach. Yeah, a week ago I was ready to, to get rid of Tibbs and. And say right. this team is maybe the thirteenth right. best let's team. Tag, in the East. Let's tag it up, baby. Let's get ready for uh, Wumba Yamba, whatever his name is, right? Yeah, and knowing that you're not going to get him. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, the Pistons, 
the the move that the Pistons made with uh, the kid that they just drafted, uh, what was it, a year ago or so? Okay, oh, Cunningham. Yeah, putting him out for the. You know what? Just uh, you, yeah. you rest up the. You got a shin injury. Oh, those those never heal. A shin. No. I've never heard of a season-ending shin injury before, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you rest up. You take the rest of the year off, pal. We'll uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next year. We don't want you to re-injure that shit. No, we got to have you healthy and good to go. I mean, again, it's December. just a bounce of the ping pong balls. But <laughs> December. Yeah. <laughs> Done they, for the um, year. December. Yeah. Right, December. And a shin injury, right? Not back. Not Mm-mm. a knee. Mm-mm. Nope, shin. Shin. He must have really damaged it. Oh, that shit. Does he still have the shin? <laughs> Did it pop off his body? Shin injury. I mean, look, I don't want to make fun of somebody who's no, no, legitimately no, no. hurt, but it feels like they, you know, it feels like he could have come is, back. Yeah, the, the, you, know. The, you know, maybe in February at least. Like, yeah, you would think, right? Like you'll be able to come back from. He'll be back after the All Star break. Like, bone okay, graft? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, you know, know. know. taking one shin to replace it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You don't usually hear that. Like no. I, I feel like I've covered sports now for like 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard season-ending shin injury before. <laughs> no. Can't say it's a rarity. It's mm-hmm. rare. It is. You don't want that. No. no, no. Season's over with that. Oh, right, my yeah. God. Shin injury. Oh. 25 games into the season. No, you sit down. Take it's take, over. take your – if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And just think what, what uh, Durant tried to do when he, when he got hurt with, um, with, with, with the Warriors. Came right. back in the playoff game. Yeah, boy, if he had the shin, he would have been done. Right, exactly. They, the, 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 the Pistons won two or three. They're like, wait a second, we got to do something drastic here. <laughs> Last thing we want to do is get hot. We don't want to do that. No, Mm-mm. not at all. No. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Yeah, we got more to talk about next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN.